Okay, shalom everyone, shalom, shalom. Love you all, thank you all for being a part of this. Those of you all who are not muted, please put yourself on mute so we can get started. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So you know me, I like to do a little overview, give you all a little roadmap, that's the professor in me, <laughs> as to what we're going to be talking about tonight and then open it up for question and answers. If I can keep the teaching or the engagement to an hour, we're going to be doing some engagement today. Uh, let me go ahead and get some notes out that I have because I am going to teach you a little bit. I don't wanna to go too much in detail because I want to have an activation, an engagement exercise and you can hear more in-depth teaching about the seven spirits of Yahweh when you go to our podcast, which is at anchor.com. If you want to look at our podcast, it's www.godswow.com, www.godswow.com. From there, just look for the anchor button. And there's one on the top right, there's one down at the bottom, and you click on that and that will take you to our Anchor webpage that hosts our podcasts. So we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about meeting the seven spirits of Yahweh. We're not going to talk, we're going to talk about it and then we're going to engage and meet them. We're going to... Speak into existence your mobile mountain. Okay? Your mobile mountain that follows you everywhere you go. And I want to do an engagement exercise visiting the garden of your heart. These three things are very important to operating as a Lord. Now you're, you may be wondering why am I focusing so much attention on being a Lord? Because that's where you all are right now. <clears throat> and I want you to have a good understanding and experiential knowledge. Does everybody know what I mean by experiential knowledge? your own testimony as to what it means to be a Lord. I really truly believe that your success, it's the best way I can explain it, your advancement in the kingdom is really based upon the strong foundation that you build. This strong foundation that you're building right now is your lordship. Everything else will be built upon it. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Did you know that's what that meant? You are the rock? Okay. Rua Kakadesh just gave that to me right now. <laughs> I've never thought about that until now. <laughs> that is a deeper meaning as to what that scripture meant. 
upon this rock. That's you. You are the rock. Every single one of you. Yahweh will build his church, his body of believers, his kingdom will rest upon your shoulders. To walk in your spiritual maturity and growth means to have shoulders that are broad enough. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Spiritual shoulders that are broad enough to carry the kingdom, the perfect reflection of the kingdom. And I, I don't want to say reflection. It's more than that. It is actually the kingdom in heaven as it is on earth. The kingdom is upon your shoulders, is upon your, your rock, is upon your mountain. You sit upon your mountain as a Lord. You're sitting on the rock. You're, oh man, come on, <laughs> come on, that'll praise, come on, yours, yeah. <laughs> your mountain is the rock, your, uh, your mountain is the very foundation, the kingdom is upon, on earth as it is in heaven. Wow, oh, man, I love, I love the way Hebrews think because they, they're so deep and layered and multifaceted in their learning and in their understanding and in the, the, the depths of the mystery. It's just phenomenal. Anyways, ah, oh. all right. Some of you may be new if any of the things that I'm saying to you sounds new tonight, roll with it and then go back and listen to the former two teachings, Heavenly Courts Training 1, Heavenly Courts Training 2. They build upon each other. And I have to tell you, this is pretty amazing because Ruach just flows through me what needs to be taught. So I have an idea of some of the things that I want to talk about, but I don't structure it. I don't, I just let Ruach move through me. And that's when heaven oh, just it is, is explained tremendously. Yahweh is so amazing. So we're going to do some engagement exercises that some of you may never have done before. It's okay. And it is okay if you don't even see anything. The important thing is I am teaching it so that you will get understanding, not only understanding, you will get experiential knowledge of it and it will become more clear. You all, you don't have to understand everything that I am saying right off the bat. In fact, the Bible says that kings are to search out a matter. 
And many of the things that I'm saying you may not have engaged with, or they may seem new to you, but that's okay. Every time you listen, you will get deeper and deeper and deeper understanding. Sometimes you have to listen. For example, go back to the heavenly courts training, listen to that about five times. You may want to listen to it even more. Every time you listen to it, you will pick up something you haven't gotten before, which brings more depth to your understanding, which gives you the ability to focus the intent of your heart on a matter, which then unlocks it and opens it up for you. It becomes reality for you. You then take it inside of you. It takes root and seed, and then it begins to show its fruit. We are the fruit of Yahweh. We are representation of the fruit of Yahweh. So roll with it, okay, until you understand it. It's okay. Roll with it until you understand it. So let's see. Right now, <clears throat> before we go into our engagement exercise, I want you to, those of you that have created spiritual real estate, in other words, you've created your mountain, you have your mountain, we're going to create some more spiritual real estate. These are actual places where you engage in the kingdom of Yahweh. I want you to take a moment to think about where you want to meet the seven spirits of Yahweh. All right. You have a couple of options. It depends upon where you've engaged in the kingdom. You want to meet them at the throne of grace? You can. You want to meet them in your mountain? You can. You want to meet them on top of your mountain? You can. You want to meet them in front of your mountain? You can. You want to develop a room in your mountain? Didn't we do that last session? We built our mountains out I personally have a special place in my mountain, but then for just the seven spirits, but then they also meet me around the table where my governors and the seven spirits of Yahweh also where I meet them as well, which is in my library. Okay. You want to meet the seven spirits of Yahweh in the garden of your heart? You may as well. If you want to meet them there, uh, if you want to meet them in the garden of your heart, you can do that as well. That'll be a new place for some of you all if you've never gone there before. I have a teaching. We have a teaching, podcast teaching on the garden of your heart and an engagement exercise. You can go to www.godswell.com and click on anchor and listen to that. I'm not going into depth into the garden of your heart. 
but we will engage with that process because I want everybody to have an understanding of your personal intimate relationship. Now I'll, I'll teach on this in a minute on the garden of your heart, but I do want you all to think, where do you want to meet the seven spirits of Yahweh? Because what we're going to do is go from one activation to the next, to the next. So just have it, have something in your mind as to that. Take a moment. I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. Okay, and if any of you all are having a little challenge, don't worry, Yeshua will be there. Yahweh will be there. We're a Kakodesh. They'll help you. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the throne of grace first. Then we're going to go to the garden of your heart. Then we're going to go to the mountain, your mountain. Then we will engage with the seven spirits of Yahweh. Then we will create your mobile mountain. You will create your mobile mountain. All right, that's the roadmap. <laughs> so let's talk about a few of those things before we engage in them. The garden of your heart is a place of intimacy. It is a place, it's always good to you imagine the garden of your heart literally to be right at the entrance, the door of your heart. As a Lord, you must, this is no if, ands, or buts, folks. You must develop an intimate, personal relationship with all three of the Trinity. They're one, yet they're three. They're one, yet they're three. Each are intimately involved in your process, your growth. They love you and they want you to personally know them. They know you already, <laughs> but they want a two-way street. This is not, they don't want a dictatorship. That's not how they work. All right. You can find that in my book. I talk about my personal relationship with each one and how that grows. And some of the things that I did. Thank you, Lisa. I, I did a, I wrote a ketubah. Not going to get into that teaching. I covenanted myself. I yoked myself to Yeshua. I yoked myself to Ruach HaKodesh. I talk about that in my book. Having an intimate personal relationship is key. You're going to hear me say this every single session because I'm so passionate about it. If anybody's teaching you how to engage in the kingdom realm without developing a personal relationship, they are on the wrong path and you don't need to follow them. 
the garden of your heart is a reflection of your intimate relational connection with Hashalish HaKodesh. Some of you will go to the door. We're all going to go to the door, the gate, the entry to your heart. Some of you will be able to go through. Some of you may not because there may be things that are blocking you from entering into the garden of your heart. Why the garden of your heart? Because Yahweh has a garden. <laughs> oh my word. We're just like our Papa. He has a garden where he goes to, where he spends intimate time. He rests in his garden. My garden leads to Yahweh's garden. Okay. Go look up Bible verses about gardens. I'm not getting into that tonight. It's an intimate place of connection, a relational connection. And in the garden of your heart, it shows the fruits of your labor, the fruits of your intimate connection. Some of you all may look like something wild that needs to be tamed. <laughs> Some of you all, it looks like something that's very small and it needs to be grown. Stretch, you grow it. Just like you grow the real estate in your mountain, you grow your garden. You grow your intimate connection with Hashalush HaKodesh. Hashalush, Trinity, HaKodesh, Holy. That's all I'm going to say about the garden of your heart. Listen to the podcast. Engage in the E&E. It's paramount as a Lord. Now, the next thing I want to talk about are the seven spirits of Yahweh. Who are the seven spirits of Yahweh? Look it up. <laughs> There's some Bible verses about them. Oh, my word. I'll give you a couple, okay? Huh. Isaiah 4. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I'm looking through something really quick. Okay. And Revelation. Uh, there was someone on the Courts of Heavens page that talked about colors and what the colors mean. I go more in that in depth. I'm, I'm going to briefly go over the colors as I teach very quickly what the seven spirits of Yahweh mean. Like I said, I have a more in-depth teaching that only focuses on that. I also talk about it. We have it on our podcast. And then I also talk about it on the overview of the heavenly courts. But thank you. It sounded like Dana's voice. Uh, Isaiah 11, 1 through 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. That's Yeshua. Well, the stem of Jesse. The rod is... Yeshua, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That's Yeshua. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. That's the first. The spirit of wisdom, two. Spirit of understanding, three. Spirit of counsel and might, counsel and might, four and five. 
spirit of knowledge, six, and spirit of the fear of the Lord, seven. Seven spirits of Yahweh. Isaiah 11, one through two. In this Bible verse, gives us an example of how Yeshua was able to grow in wisdom with God and man. Yeshua had the seven spirits of Yahweh to assist him in his daily life. If Yeshua needed the seven spirits, how much more do you think you need it? You and I need the seven spirits. Now, the Bible clearly says that the sons have the tutors, seven spirits of Yahweh, and governors. Those are governors from the cloud of witnesses to help us mature. What is that? Uh, oh, mercy. Uh, let, let me get that. I think I have that Bible verse uh, right here. Uh, no, that's not it. Um, I'll get it. I'll get the Bible verse, unless somebody can help me out with that one really quick. For the maturing of the saints. Ah. Galatians 1 verse 4 verse 1. Go ahead and read it for us. You got it? <laughs> Come on, Ruthie. That's, my, uh, that's one of my bench. Yes, our bench. As long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything, but he's under tutors and trustee until date set by the father. Yes. He's under tutors and governors until the date set by Yahweh, which means... We, as lords, are under tutelage of the seven spirits of Yahweh and our governors, whom you will soon meet, not tonight. Some of you may have met some of them already, but not tonight, but we're building up to that. They are there to help us. So remember when we talked about having a mountain conversation? Oh, this is going to be so good. Now I can say to you... <laughs> We're just, we're just piling on the help. We got so much help. Now I can say to you, have you gone in the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? Don't get too overwhelmed by who they are. Just develop a relational connection. It's like being in a family, like you would if you had seven siblings, so to speak. Individually, one by one, you would get to know who they are. Don't be overwhelmed. Know that they're there for you and that you have them to lean upon to get wisdom, knowledge, understanding, to understand what it means to have strategy, the spirit of might, to understand how to walk in holiness and perfection, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, to understand your position as a Lord, the spirit of the Lord, okay? You're going to understand these things and it will become, it will be organic. It will become organic. It'll become natural getting to know who they are. So let's do a, a,
quick introduction to the seven spirits of Yahweh. Seven spirits of Yahweh, we honor you. We know that you are always in the mobile court when we enter into the mobile court. In fact, we know that you are our witnesses. You are our witnesses. We love you and we just thank you for being the perfect, flawless representation of who Yahweh is in seven different functions. And we really, really love you and look forward to engaging with you and getting to know you as individual beings. I want to tell you all, some of you all will see them as shafts of light. Some of you may not see them at all. You'll just perceive who they are. Some of you will see them in their, in their spiritual form. I was going to say physical form, but you know what I mean? In their spiritual form. It doesn't mean that uh, one person is going to see the, the spirit of might the same as the other. They will represent themselves to you the way they feel that they need to engage with you and represent themselves to you. Does that make sense? Let me just make a really, let me just talk really quick about seeing again. So you all, everybody doesn't get twisted. Don't get twisted. When I, <laughs> when I talk about seeing, don't think that you have to see just like you're seeing me right now. You see all this beautiful colors behind me. You see me, you see my white jean jacket, okay? All right, actually seeing this way is the lesser form of seeing. Did you know that? <laughs> seeing from the outside in is the lesser form of seeing. We were made to see from the inside out. Oh, this is so awesome! Uncle Ian mentioned last night, on his question and answer session, do you know that 90% of your brain, what do they say? We only, we only function out of 10% of our brain. Do you know the 90% of our brain is the, the reason why we don't function out of that is because that 90% is connected to the kingdom realm <laughs> and we haven't tapped into it yet. Okay. That's what sin does. What sin does is it, 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 uh, what's the word, uh, prevents, it blocks the original intent that Yahweh had for us to function as a 100% in our Godhoodness in a three, our three part being self, body, soul, and spirit. You are made up of three. They're all three sentient beings. They all have a voice in you and no it's not schizophrenia it's how we were made just like the trinity come on three and one three and one you are made the same way three yet one yet three yet one when people see you they see one but you're really made up of three the physical body which really is a which is really is a light being. That's who you always were. That's who you are. That's who you're working towards. Your soul, which is a sentient being, an entity with, within and of itself that you're working on by cleaning out your autosomes. You're working on perfecting your soul and your spirit, your spirit that's connected to Yahweh. Yahweh 
is connected to your spirit, spirit to spirit. Yeshua is living in your soul with who he, who is sanctifying you on a daily process, on a daily, on a, on a daily basis. And Ruach Adonai or Ruach HaKodesh, which is Holy Spirit is in your body. And together you make six, six in one. You are the only being ever created to have God living on the inside of you. That's why you can do amazing things and you are just beginning to tap into that. May I use that terminology? Yes, I'm going to use it. You are just beginning to tap into your Godhoodness by saying that you are by saying that you are a God is not saying that you are God. You don't take away from any of God's who God is. In fact, you add meaning you just reveal. Let me put it this way. You reveal more of who he is when you are his perfect copy reflection. Does that make sense? You reveal more of who he is. And guess what? When we're not revealing who he is, we are walking in a false witness because he made us and we are to reflect him. And we are bearing false witness when we're not. When we're not reflecting him, who are we reflecting? Because if we're reflecting ourselves, that doesn't mean a hill of beans to anyone. And all it does is help evil. And we could give a flip about evil, right? So we are to reflect who Yahweh is. And understanding who you are in your three-part hoodness, it is paramount to understanding who you are as a Lord. Now, I don't know. I'm going to think about this. I don't think we have yet to do a podcast on that. So Ruthie and Mary put that on our list. I think I want to do a podcast on who you are as a three-part being. Okay. Can everybody hear me okay? Let's see here. Pretend there's Jeopardy music playing softly in the background. Nina, you're muted. We can't oh. hear you. <laughs> you are correct. I am muted. I am not muted right now. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> okay, so this is uh, so exciting, y'all. So exciting. Um, so, all right. So, once you know and understand who you are with your three-part being, Godhoodness, which is amazing, you will understand better how you function in your in your Godhoodness. Um, Mary, can you do me a favor? Is there a way that Bill can turn on the music a tad bit? I don't know if it can be heard through here or not. But that would be great if you if you're listening. Okay, so let's go into the seven spirits of Yahweh, who they are fairly quickly. So we have the spirit of the Lord. Okay, spirit of the Lord. It is the color of red. All right, spirit spirit of the Lord. The color is red. Spirit of the Lord teaches us and enables us to see and experience the realities of the dimensions of heaven. Spirit of wisdom, the color, spirit of wisdom, the color is orange. The spirit of wisdom equips us. Spirit of wisdom equips us for position, it teaches us how to engage authority, exercise the authority from the throne room of Yahweh. Spirit of understanding is yellow, authorizes us for position, teaches us where and how to access the realms of Yahweh. These are very short descriptions, okay? Spirit of counsel, spirit of counsel is green, prepares us for position, teaches us how to rule as a son, teaches us how to consult with Yahweh, how to get to know Yahweh better. Oh man, I love the spirit of counsel. But I mean, I love all of the seven spirits, all of the seven spirits of Yahweh. Spirit of might, the color is blue reveals us for a position, teaches us the strategies, how to exercise dominion and power in the world and also in the celestial arena, teaches us and counsels us about the chamber of war and secrets on how to war in the supernatural realm. Spirit of knowledge, the color is indigo, empowers us for position, teaches us how to access the knowledge of Yahweh and how to, in the places of rulership as a son of Yahweh. Spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is purple, seals us for position, teaches us about the wonder and fear of Yahweh, teaches us how to walk in purity and holiness. So just take that in for a moment. Take that in for a moment, what I've just said, and sit in that just for a moment. Imagine the colors. And what's so awesome is when you twirl all the colors together, it's a perfect... 
uh, it's a perfect reflection that comes out of white, white light that perfectly reflects the being of Yahweh. So take a moment to just sit in that to see those colors. Sorry, I'm missing one color. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and purple. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Last thing I want to talk about before we engage is what it means to have a mobile mountain. <laughs> Just like you have a mobile dais that moves. All right. Um, just like just like the court, the mobile court is mobile, which also moves because the mobile court moves. And I talk about that. We talk about it in the mobile court podcast. You'll have an opportunity to learn as to why it's mobile, why it moves. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, everything in the kingdom is mobile. People think that Yahweh just sits on one throne for all of his days. Oh, my word. And that's all he does. He doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't do anything. I'm telling you, that's not that's not how it works in the kingdom. And I think that'd probably be kind of a little boring. Um, oh, ugh, I get so excited. All right. He revealed some stuff to me, but I won't get into that right now. Okay. So, um Here's why it's important to have a mobile mountain. Let me give you an example. Anyone, and I learned this teaching from uh, Uncle Ian, and then I implemented it this way. This is my experiential knowledge and the way I implemented it. But he has a wonderful teaching that talks about his mountain, my mountain. That's what it's called. And then he talks about the mobile mountain. Now, you all have created a mountain, right? You have created a mountain. Your, your mountain is, an is, is, a, is spiritual real estate of all of your worship, all of your praise, all of your places where you go and engage with the kingdom. It is your words that you speak. It is your, uh, your, 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 your everything that is made up of your spiritual engagement and encounters in the kingdom. And you're building that. It represents your authority. It represents your power. It represents what you sit upon. It represents your governance. So wherever, okay, so that's that. Now, there are also mountains over churches. There are mountains over businesses. There are mountains over uh, governments, right? It is what is represented, it is what is represented in the spiritual realm of what was created in the natural realm. For example, have you ever been to a church that has decided to move and the church itself was a flowing, prospering church and then it up and decided to move somewhere else? 
the church decides to move somewhere else and they leave the place where they are, the church where they originally were had developed a mountain, a spiritual mountain, spiritual real estate with their worship, with their praise, which their prayers, which their speaking, their oracle, all the things, the prophetic, everything that they were doing. They cultured and created a mountain and then decided to move in the natural to another real estate. Have you ever been part of that where the church moves and then they move into a new building and it just doesn't feel the same. <laughs> Rona's saying, yeah, it just doesn't feel the same. It's, 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 it, it doesn't have the same spiritual strength that it had before. And, and, but then, you know, after maybe about a year or two, it starts to build, it starts to grow and it starts to get back what it had in the original natural real estate that it had. Do you know what happened? The church left its spiritual mountain behind, and actually, the individuals that chose to purchase that church, sometimes it's another body of believers, then benefited from their mountain that they created while the church had to develop from scratch another mountain in the other natural real estate they had created. Well, let me tell you something. You don't have to do that. So let's get more practical about this. You yourself have a mountain that you have created in your space where you are. You've prayed, you've worshiped. It's either in your house, it's in your room. It's wherever you are. You've created that. Now that you've sat on top of that mountain, which you've recognized what that is, okay, you're now understanding how to govern from it. But what happens to you when you leave your place of residence? Where is that mountain? Is it still on top of your residence or where you created it? I'm going to tell you, yes, it is. Unless you've created a mobile one that goes with you. Now, ooh, this is so good. When we engage in creating a mobile mountain, I'm going to have you, if you haven't done this already, Mm, I don't know how long it's going to take. Ah, I got to go, 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 because I want to give leave time for questions. I'll, I'll, I want you to go back and pick up if you've moved recently, moved or been to other places where you feel that you've act, let Ruach Hakadosh tell you. I want you to go back in the spirit and grab the pieces of the mountain that you've created in other places, and I want you to bring it into your mountain. And then we're going to speak and create a mobile mountain, which is identical to the mountain that sits above you right now, that moves with you wherever you go. Everybody understand that? It literally will move with you. Because what Uncle Ian taught about in the teaching, he said, he said, okay, you've got this mountain. And he said, well, for those that have ministries or churches, you can go back literally in the spirit. You can pack, you can pack, <laughs> pack that mountain break it down, pack it in a little suitcase, pick the mountain up, pick that mountain up, take it, and then open it up wherever you are. What, what he does when he teaches is he actually brings his mountain with him and then he opens his mountain up to work in conjunction with the ministry's mountain where he's teaching and together those mountains minister to those who come underneath the mountain. It's not manipulation, it's not control, but what it is, you are receiving the blessing of that. 
right now, those who are listening to the teaching, they're receiving the blessing of the God's Wow Mountain, our, our, our mountains that we have created. In fact, you've got Mary's Mountain, you've got Ruthie's Mountain, you have my individual mountain. Then you have the mountain that our businesses have created. And so as you begin to learn, you are then learning out of our mountains, the mountains that we have created. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay. So, so I took the principle that he talked about and decided to create a mobile mountain, a mobile mountain that travels with me. And let me tell you all, it's so powerful. I go everywhere with it. I fly on a plane with it. It is above me when I fly on a plane. It is out when we walk the dogs. It's it's above me when we go to the park. The mobile mountain is the identical mountain that is over me. It travels everywhere with me. And as you begin, as you engage with that mobile mountain, you'll get a better understanding of what it does. And that's why it says, why should you fear? You have no reason to fear because you have in, in your mountain, over your mountain, you have access to the canopy of angels that are over Yahweh's mountain, come on, which are thousands well millions and millions of angels that are there to help you folks this is what it means to govern as a lord now do you really feel like a lord you should because you have so much at your disposal all right so that's the best i could do summarizing the engagement exercise let's go on in and have a good old time are y'all ready to engage i don't know about you but i am it's all like popcorn. Let's bring it on. All right. This is so awesome. You all are you all are learning how to be lords, how to function in your godhoodness as a lord, and then apply it. Okay. This is wonderful. All right. We're going to say one, two. I'm going to say one, two, three, and I want you to step in. We're going to step into the throne of grace. One, two, three, step in. Okay, we're in front of the throne of grace. Use your sanctified imagination. Every time when you engage in the kingdom realm, when you ascend to the kingdom realm, that's what we're doing. You have now ascended. You have stepped into the kingdom realm. You're using your sanctified imagination. Go with it. Don't doubt. Go with it. What do you see? When I say see, I mean see from the inside out. You may see black. That's fine. What do you perceive? The more you engage in the kingdom, the more clear it will become. What do you see from the inside out? Yahweh is upon his throne. He's actually looking at you, and his eyes are beautiful. They're looking directly into your eyes. He loves you in the kingdom realm. He doesn't open his mouth and speak. You speak through cardionosis, that's heart to heart. There's a knowingness, and it can happen in a flash, in an instant. There's an understanding. There's a communication between the two of you. Ruach HaKodesh is there on the throne. Yeshua is sitting on the throne. 
Now I'm going to have you ask one of them. Which one would like to take you to the garden of your heart? Will it be Yahweh, Ruach HaKodesh, or Yeshua? They're going to take you to the entrance of the garden of your heart. We're going to do a heart checkup. As a Lord, you need to know where your heart is. Okay, let whichever one of Hashalush HaKodesh said they would take you to the garden of your heart. They're walking towards you. Let them take your hand and lead you to the entrance of the garden of your heart. What does the garden, the entrance to the garden of your heart look like? Is it a gate? Is it a door? Is it a portal? Is it an opening? Take note at what it looks like. Is there anything on the door? Now, for those of you all that you have an entrance that can open, I want you to allow one of the Trinity to lead you into the garden of your heart just to take a look as to what it looks like. If you are an individual that you're at the entrance and you cannot go any further, ask one of the Trinity, whoever is leading you, to show you what one thing you need to do to gain entry into the garden of your heart. I'll give you a moment to do that.
ask them one thing, whether it be Yeshua, Rakakodesh, or Yahweh. Tell me, what is the condition of the state of my heart? Okay, now allow them to lead you back to the entrance of the garden of your heart. If you're already at the entrance, that's fine. Give them a hug and tell them you will be back. Glory. Next. Okay. Next. We're in the kingdom realm. I want you to step on top of your mountain to meet one of the Godhead there. Who's going to meet you on top of your mountain? One, two, three. Step on top of your mountain. Who was there with you? Yahweh, Yeshua, or Ruach HaKodesh? It could be the same Godhead that was with you in your garden, or it could be different. You always have Hashalush HaKodesh there with you, wherever you are in the kingdom. Don't ever doubt that. Always there with you. Who was there with you on top of your mountain? Now, we're going to engage with the seven spirits of Yahweh. There was a place that I told you to think about where you want to engage with them. Step into that place from the top of your mountain. Wherever that place is, step into that place. I'm in my place. Are you in your place yet? Now I want you to say seven spirits of Yahweh. Speak it. I want you to open your mouth and speak it or say it inside, but you can speak it out loud. I think that'll be helpful for you. Seven spirits of Yahweh. You are welcome here. 
I welcome you here to my, you can say room, you can say mountain, you can say place, you can say garden, wherever you propose to meet them. Maybe you're at the throne of grace, wherever you are in the kingdom. Now, granted, they're there with you everywhere, but if you have a special place that you want to meet them, say, I welcome you here. Okay, now I want you to say, Spirit of the Lord, I want to get to know you better. Put it this way, I want to get to know you. Spirit of wisdom, I want you to speak this, Spirit of wisdom, I want to get to know you. Spirit of understanding, I want to know you. They're really excited about this. Spirit of counsel, I want to know you. Spirit of might, I want to know you. Spirit of knowledge, I want to know you. Spirit of the fear of the Lord, I want to know you. Seven spirits of Yahweh, I love you and I want to know you as my tutors. Teach me how to be a Lord. Please teach me how to govern from my mountain. I welcome you in my daily life that you can help me have understanding of the things of this world that you can help me search out knowledge of the things of this world and the heavenly realms understanding of this world and the heavenly realms wisdom of this world and the heavenly realms how to walk in holiness and purity in this realm and the heavenly realm, how to war in Yahweh's way in this realm and the heavenly realm, how to govern in this realm and the heavenly realm, to receive counsel from you, spirit of counsel, in this realm and the heavenly realms. Now take a moment wherever you are to engage with them. What do you see from the inside out? Take one of them and introduce yourself to them. Whichever one you want. I'll give you a moment to do that.
Now tell them how much you love them and that you will be back to engage with them, to ask them questions, to get to know who they are as they teach you more of Yahweh, how to be a son. They're going to teach you how to be a son. Now, step back on top of your mountain. Some of you may already be there. That's fine. Stay there. If you're somewhere else in the kingdom, step back on your mountain. Who of the Godhead is there with you? Take a moment. Okay, now just stand on top of your mountain. See yourself on top of your mountain. What surrounds your mountain? What does the atmosphere look like? Are you in the stars? Do you see the sky like you would here? What do you see? Do you see just bright light? Because now you're going to speak your mobile mountain in existence. When I was speaking to Yahweh about having a mobile mountain at the time, I did not have my own business or company to, to pack my mountain and place over that or to create a mountain over that. So I was thinking, well, but I was doing a lot of traveling and I said, you know, I still want a mountain to travel with me. And Ruach HaKadosh said, speak it. Speak it. So what I want you all to do now is to open your mouth and speak your mobile mountain into existence. I'm going to give you an example of what I did. I said, I speak an identical mobile mountain that will follow me everywhere that I go unless I tell it not to it will follow me everywhere I travel everywhere I go and I will have access to it whenever I need to I can stand upon it I can sit in it I can engage with it when I'm in my car when I'm at work When I'm in the park, wherever I am, I speak that into existence right now. Everybody take a moment to do that. Awesome. Let's step back into the throne of grace and just praise Yahweh. Everybody step in. Give him your loudest praise. Y'all are on mute. Just 
Give them your loudest praise. Just say hallelujah. 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 questions and uh, a testimony. And I, I try to make it a little short. There's a lot of folks on here. So I want you to keep it to about a minute or minute or two at most, but I want to hear from you. Who's first? Could I ask? Have a question. Yes. Uh, let's do Kathleen first. Okay. Um, when we're um, introducing ourselves to the seven spirits, can we see them as beings of either male or female? Yes, yes. And, and if you, I did not get into the in-depth, but if you look at my teaching, i not look, listen to my teaching, Spirit of the Lord is uh, really neither male or female. Um, the Spirit of Wisdom comes in a female representation, understanding in a female representation, counsel in a female representation, war in a male representation, knowledge in a male representation, fear of the Lord in a male representation. Anything else, Kathleen? Okay, that's good. No, <laughs> no, I was just wondering. I knew, that, I knew the spirit of wisdom was feminine. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure about the others. So... I wanted to clear that with you. Yep. Great. Who was next? Is this, is yes. the, um, can you hear me? I can, Darlene. And then, um, okay. Edenilce, Edenilce, I'm sorry. Edenilce. Uh -huh. <laughs> Perfect. Edenilce. That's okay. Name. I go by Denise. Okay, Denise. <laughs> thank you. Let's go with Darlene thank first you. and then Denise. Darlene. Okay, um, is the spirit of wisdom different from wisdom? Yes. The spirit of wisdom okay. with the seven spirits of Yahweh is different than the spirit of wisdom that I, I engaged with in the court of the upright. I was introduced to her. She came as a female representation by King Shlomo, which is King Solomon. And actually what was so awesome, we just I was just speaking to you in a, in a zoom session like this with uncle Ian and the spirit of wisdom chose to represent herself as a 
itself as a female in this realm, but is not the same representation in the realms that came before, the realms of old, the works of old, in the beginning, the realm of everlasting, the realm of eternity, the representation of wisdom is whatever wisdom chooses to represent as. But in this realm, she chose to represent herself as a feminine entity. Okay, you got that? Darling, you're good? You're welcome. Um, Denise. Yes, um, I have a question. Yes. <clears throat> because um, what I was doing, it's been like over a year, but what I would do it like every day, I would, uh, I would say, I take my seat because, you know, like the word says in Colossians 113, that he translated out, you know, as out from the, uh, so, and then uh, I would sit like I was on the right hand of the father, like, you know, where Yeshua is. So, and I would do, you know, do, do my prayer. So now that I'm learning about the mountain now, um, what's the difference? Like if I would sit on my mountain, is the, is the seat, the, the seat we have on the mountain, is that this, our seat of rest? Yes. It is okay. Yeah. So, what would be the difference? Like, you know, if if I want to pray, like on the seat of my, on my mountain, in the seat, like when I'm, you know, when I do uh, on the right hand of the Father. You can do this. You can do the same thing at the same time. Okay, but the seat on the mm -hmm. right hand of the Father is not necessarily. It's not your seat. Here's my personal opinion. It's not your seat where you govern from. You have your authority mm. that comes from that seat by seating on the right hand of the Father, but you govern from your mountain that Yahweh has given you because Yahweh wants you to have your own real estate. But you're, you are, you are, as you govern from your mountain, you're taking the authority that you have from by being at the right hand of the Father that Yeshua has given you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I, sometimes I know this can get a little bit, well, well, when we go to the garden of heart, what's that? When we go to the throne of grace, what's that? When we go to the mountain, what's that? The more you engage with these places, the more you'll, you'll understand what the purpose of it is. So my suggestion with you, De Denise, would be to have a mountain conversation with Yahweh about that, with Yeshua about that. What do I actually do with this seat? Because many times I would see myself sitting at that seat. But for me, it's just the comfort of knowing that I'm between Yahweh and Yeshua, and I'm totally protected, that I'm, I'm kind of just sitting and looking and seeing what they're doing. But I'm not, you, won't, you wouldn't see me stand up and decree and declare necessarily from that place. I wouldn't do that. I would do that from my mountain because that's my place that's been given to me to learn how to be a Lord to govern. When I'm sitting in their presence, I'm just sitting, absorbing, observing. Now that's my personal opinion. So you engage with that and mm -hmm. see if you can get deeper revelation okay. of mystery. Does that make sense? Sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You bet. Who's next? Hi. That was Jessica and someone else at the same time. I'll go with Jessica and we'll see who was Rebecca. The, and Rebecca. Great. Jessica, then Rebecca. Um, every time, I just I kind of have a question because this has kind of been going around in my mind. When I try to go engage with the mountain or 
engage with the garden of my heart, I always see something different. It's never like really, I mean, the Lord just this week, really, I was sitting there engaging, singing, like singing his name. Mm -hmm. And I felt the vibrations of like the frequency of his name, which was really cool. And then I heard, um, this is your garden when I, um, and I saw this place, but even when I go to engage now, I both, I'm always seeing something different. Is there, that's awesome. Like my mouth never looks the same. The garden never looks the same. Things never, I can't ever go back to like one place and have it like look exactly how I saw it previous. Different. Right. Um, that is just, that could be you engaging the, that could be you just engaging the different aspects of what you need to learn in that particular place. I think that's amazing. I think that's really interesting. And I say, go ahead and engage with that. At some point, it'll all, it'll, it'll all, it'll unlock and make more sense. Just go back and engage. As long as you have Hashalushakotesh there with you, you do have them there. You acknowledge their presence there. Just go back and engage. Have fun with it. There's no, there's no. Uh, this is the best way I can put it. Yahweh is a Yahweh is a God of statutes, precepts, and laws, but yet he's so multifaceted, mm. there's no exact way to do everything. And so he works with each of us the way that he knows us the best. So allow him to do that. And you all just don't compare yourself to each other's journey. Don't compare yourself to my journey. I have my testimony that I'm giving you as I come alongside you to say, hey, here are some of the things that I've experienced. That's what we do in our podcast. Mary and Ruthie and I, we say, here's our experience, but we want you to use it as a jumping point to engage in your own experience, okay? Does that make, does that make sense? So then is it, yeah, does it, is it normal to see things from like an observer point of view at first then? Because I'm never, I can never see my, not yet. I'm going to change my verbiage there. There you go. As of yet, I haven't been able to um, see myself in there when I engage with my imagination because I'm using that to engage with Because you're them, seeing obviously. yourself with your spirit being. Your spirit being sees yourself as like a movie. Oh. Okay. Okay. That All right. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Pamela. Oh, Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca, where are you? <laughs> I'm here. Okay, talk. There you are. Talk to me. Then we go to Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got two things, three things. One, a question, and two, testimonial. Um, Make it quick, sis. When, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the seventh spirit, I was in the middle and they surrounded, um, and I had a rotating chair that was going slowly and speaking and introducing myself. Oh, and so. then and when I went into the garden of my heart, I was like a ball of fire running, like, you know, just rolling in the garden. <laughs> then I had a big tree. So it. that's what I saw. Now, Wonderful. the question I want to ask is, as an intercessor, and you talked about the Bobal courts that you can't go. Now, 
you are starting the gap for so many, especially with the COVID-19 in the UK. Yes. People are constantly on the phone. Yes. Now, I know I have, I am on my mountain and I see myself on the mountain. Yes. Do I intercede? Do I go to the mobile court for the people that are seriously sick? You know, so that's what I wanted to clarify when I was going through your mis- the first two to say, okay, as an intercessor, where do I, where do I stand and where do I intercede from? So, so good. So good. I want to tell you, Rebecca, that we are in a, we're in a new dispensation and that intercession doesn't look the way it did in the past in the kingdom age fivefold ministry because what we did back then was we built we built ministries around prophetic ministries healing ministries deliverance ministries interceding ministries what yahweh wants us to do is to embrace who we are becoming sons and learning how to move in our spiritual levels of authority you're 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 really operating more in a priesthood typeness once you understand what it means to be a priest right but as you're operating as a lord and understanding who you are as a lord you intercede by sitting at your seat of rest engaging with the throne of grace taking them and pulling them into your heart because we are priests of Yahweh, not priests of man. We are priests of Yahweh to represent Yahweh to man. And by doing that, when your heart, Rebecca, is connected to the heart of Yahweh, you can then put anything that needs that you need to intercede. And here's so cool. You don't have to strive with it. You don't have to say all these words. You can just hold them in your heart, turn the tent of your heart to Yahweh and shine them to Yahweh's heart and let Yahweh connect with your heart as he begins to work the purposes of Yahweh in their lives. Not what we think we should be praying for. It's a very different way of engaging on their behalf. Remember, we are sons who see, who who do what we see Yahweh doing, not pray what we think Yahweh wants us to pray or what we think that's burdened upon our heart to pray. We are to engage their hearts with Yahweh. And that is done at the throne of grace, sitting in your seat of rest, not in the mobile court, because the mobile court is to admit and repent. And you don't want to take a bunch of people in there and admit and repent on their behalf for their sins, so you can't do that. That makes sense. Mobile court is for your own personal you. admittance and repentance of sins. Then only with permission from Yahweh can you bring anyone else in. When you stand in, when you learn how to stand in the gap, that's the old way of thinking about it, standing in the gap. But what I'm teaching you, Rebecca, how to do is to grow in your spiritual level of authority so you can govern on their behalf legislate on their behalf in the sphere of influence you have been given permission to and you're not doing that in the mobile court you're doing it (laughs) you're doing it in the court of the kings a higher court okay all right i'm gonna go to did pamela did you have a question if not that's okay 
Who's next? Hi. Yes, Rachel. Um, just going off of what you just said about going in for somebody, um, I kind of, we were going through like a family situation. And so I kind of thought like I could, and I, with all this stuff, like it's pretty new to me within the last several months. Yeah. Um, but, I, and I didn't want to get ahead of myself or do something out of like protocol or anything. Um, so, but I just felt like this, uh, the Holy Spirit was telling me to like slow down and deal with myself first before I go <laughs> in and uh, try to deal with like family issues or like pray for my sister. So I kind of like, what you were just talking about, like approaching him in a different place, not the mobile court, but in um, throne of but grace. coming to him as a friend in front of the throne of grace, like approaching him, not as a judge, but as a friend. Yes. Um, so like, I don't know, this, all of this has totally messed me up and like threw off everything that I knew about praying. Hey, <laughs> so, that's awesome. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah, I'm totally up for it and open to it. Um, but it really, it, it uh, really tongue ties me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you could like, if there's anything, the Holy Spirit's like, maybe if you have, I don't know. How do you pray? I don't even know. Do you want to know how to I pray? Have a question, really. <laughs> okay. How do I pray? You pray. This is the, your, 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 your new way of praying, which is always the way your way of praying is communication. It's communicating. Uh, if you haven't got my book, I, I suggest it because I'll, it'll show you how I got to the level of where I am now. Okay. My intimate relationship, but it is talking to Yahweh on the throne of grace. You can jump and sit on his lap. You can hug him. You can commune with him as a friend. You can just talk to him just like you're talking yeah. to me. That's yeah. prayer. That's it. It's awesome. And you can say daddy, or you can say Abba, or you can say father, <laughs> whatever you want to say. Look, here's the situation with my sister. I know you know about it already. What is your mm -hmm. heart saying? Show me your heart in this situation. Everything that we do, engaging Hashemush HaKodesh should be about them, not about what we're seeking to get. So, I'm going to tell you all a secret. If you want to have success in what you do, may, let everything you do be seeking Yahweh's desires for the situation. It doesn't matter what you see. So in other words, let's even take something really deep, like the death of someone. It's really painful. It's very traumatic. Seek Yahweh's perspective in the matter. Seek Yahweh's heart. Because then he can trust you with other greater things because he knows at the center of what you're doing is seeking his heart. So, Rachel, as you develop a relationship with Hashemesh HaKodesh, let your questions always be, what's your heart? It doesn't mean you can't express them. Say, Yahweh, here's my heart in this situation. Now, what's your heart? And then after that, say, is there anything you want me to do about it? He may say, no, I got this. Or he may say, you know what? This is what you need to do. Or he may say, wait, come back to me. 
and I'll tell you what to do. Come back to me. Let's talk about this in a month and I'll tell you what to do. Now that is the secret to developing intimacy. They, I'm, I'm giving you a secret. They love it. Y'all want a soft spot? You want a soft spot with Hashimoto? <laughs> <laughs> you want them to be mushy in your hands or they're cracking it laughing right now? Seek their <laughs> desires truly with your heart. Seek their desires in all things. And that is really what it means to be a Lord. What's your heart? How about for the next week for the homework assignment? Let me go ahead and get this in. Your homework assignment. Engage with the garden of your heart for the next week. Engage with the mobile mountain above you wherever you go. Now, this is COVID time, so some of you may not be going anywhere, but engage with it if you go from room to room or when you go shopping. Engage with your mobile mountain that you have created. Engage with that. See yourself. Sometimes when I'm driving my car, I see myself on top of my mobile mountain looking out around, see what's going on. I'm driving in my vehicle. <laughs> go back and engage with the seven spirits of Yahweh wherever you were engaged with them. In fact, you've got seven days till we meet again. Why not take each day and go back and engage with each of them? First, engage with the spirit of the Lord. Just engage with each of them on a different day. That'll help you to, to get to understand them and get to know them more. I, I just told you a secret, actually, of the entire kingdom realms. In any existence any realm your number one desire should be to get to relate it should be relational connection with whomever it is you're meeting whether it be the seven spirits of yahweh whether it's soon to be your governors whether it be the other angelic beings whether it be the other beings in other realms on other planets may it first be your desire to get to know who they are to develop a relationship and not to just communicate who you are, okay? You will gather a lot of friends that way. <laughs> Want to know who you are because they'll know your heart. And your heart is a reflection of Yahweh's heart. Uh, who had a, a comment after Rachel? I know I see Carol's, Marilyn, go ahead. Hi, um, I have been, and I'm, by hearing what you're saying, that I do a lot of groaning and wailing and releasing sound, and the way you're talking sounds like that's the old, the old way. You can do, if you choose to continue to do the wailing and the releasing of the sound, because sometimes when I legislate, it's not with words. Sometimes my legislation is with sound. Yeah. So if just be just if you if you if that's how you want to engage, just engage with that as you're growing in your spiritual level of authority and see what that turns into. If you're wailing yeah, and you're it just happens if I'm just sitting in the presence of God or my heart is somewhere sure. where I'm dealing with stuff, it just shows up. And mm -hmm. even if I think about it, I just begin to release the sound or begin to groan. And I'm like so affected by it. Yeah. 
So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, Continue to engage yeah. with that. Build your spirit oh. man with that. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of that's also what you can do. Speaking in tongues, you can wail, you can groan. Yes. All of that is part of okay. building your spirit being and participating mm -hmm. in that growth. Okay. And you can even have a mountain conversation and ask, what's happening to me or what am I doing when I'm doing that to be more cognizant yes, I, about what you're doing? Yeah, I always do. I always do because I have it so much, I never know what's going on. But yeah, I do ask. Not necessarily just you give me an answer, but yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, you bet. Who's Hello, next? Dana. Yes. Is that Deborah? Hello. Or Pamela? Yes, Which one? Hold on a minute. I'll put my camera on. Hold on. Let me ask. I think it was Pamela first. <laughs> oh, Pamela. Okay. Hold on, Deborah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, go on. Then. Pamela? Sure. Oh, she got on mute. Deborah. Okay. You know, you were saying about asking about um, Yahweh's heart and Holy Spirit's heart in situations. When I'm with, um, when I'm with Jesus, I find that I'm talking about my... I'm, He's talking about me quite a lot. It's quite hard for me to actually hear what he's saying about himself. So is that is that what you mean? Because I can't. Well, I've tried to like say what are you you know what you're thinking, Jesus, or and I always find it's it's all it's all about me. And so I don't know whether. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm you doing just, wrong. But you just asked him <laughs> about his heart. You said, "What are you thinking?" And Yeshua was like, "I'm thinking about you." Here are some of the things that I want. So yeah, he's so teaching you. He's growing you. He's teaching you. That's awesome. Okay. Is it really? Okay. Because I don't feel like <laughs> I, he actually tells me anything new about himself. He's just stuff about me that he's telling me. So go, that, that's okay. Is it? Go, yes. Because that's what he wants to focus on. Now, when you hear from Yahweh, uh -huh. that may be different. Or when you hear from Ruach HaKodesh, learn Remember, engage with each one for their own purposes. Yeshua's purposes could be to help you mature your soul. And that's what he's doing. He's sanctifying you in the process. He's, he's growing you up. He's teaching you how to be a Lord. So go with that. That's great. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, every day I like to engage with Yahweh and I say, Yahweh, what can I do for you today? What would you have for me to do for you today? And then sometimes, like you, Deborah, he goes, here's what I want to do. This is going to happen. I need you to do this, 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 this. I want you to do this. This is going to happen at this time. And I want you to do this. Keep in mind, this, this, this. And it'll be, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, slow, slow, slow. And then sometimes I'll be like, Yahweh, what do you want me to do for you today? Silence. Yeah. Nothing. And I just rest in that. And I tell them how much I love them. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not like, why aren't you talking to me today? I don't hear you. What's going on? Like I've really matured past that. Thank you, Yahweh. Because I used to be that way. But I just yeah. go with the flow. I just go with the flow. And I trust him. And I know whether he's speaking or not, he loves me. And he's guiding mm. me. Okay. Yeah. Pamela, did you have something? Yes, I'm sorry. I I could figure out this phone and how to mute and unmute. So um, anyway, my question is, um, I have I've been having some awesome time with the communion. It's been amazing. It's been uh, uh, something I I've needed for a long time. But one thing I wanted to ask is, um, 
if I've had, a, if a person's had experience with uh, Freemasonry, and I don't know, but possibly I would, I believe I was in a ceremony. Is there anything else I need to be doing besides, or is there any suggestions or anything you can help me with um, to to address that? I wouldn't be surprised if everyone on this <laughs> in this group has has Mason mm -hmm. ties. So, including myself, okay. which I dealt with at the at the in the mobile court, deal with the mixed seed because it goes back further than masonry. It goes back okay. to it goes back to the mixed seed of entry into your generational line through the overshadowing okay. forced entry, where it was about God worship, worshiping the watcher angels, the ones that fell. And so it goes way back to that. Address the record in the mobile court. Then okay. that'll address your generational issues. Uh, then walk in the authority and the power that you know that it's done. Work on some other stuff okay. in your autosomes. But but that masonry is can be very layered in that it can have its tentacles and other issues in your life or in your generational line, whether it comes with stealing of heritage, whether it comes with stealing of money, stealing of position, stealing of your mantle. I mean, I could go on and on. So speak with Ruach HaKadosh about that. Go to the throne of grace so okay. that when you handle it, you can enforce and get all that stuff back that was stolen, that was taken because your ancestry made vows that were ungodly. Okay. 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 Yeah, there's there's been a lot of healing going on because the first day uh, when you talked about, you know, spending time with Jesus with nothing, um, you know, uh, no sermons, because that's how I did it, by, you know, just getting more knowledge. And um, But the first time I said to him, uh, Jesus, um, I don't trust men, and you're a man, and I don't trust you. And he just held me the whole time. He, he said, well, can I just hold you so we, he just held me for the entire time the first day. It was amazing. And I fell asleep and, um, you know, you said set a certain time amount and I fell asleep exactly when the time was done. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry. I woke up. I woke up exactly when the time was done and I still felt his embrace oh, um, that day. It was, yeah. So, so happy for you, sis. Awesome. So happy. Thanks. So happy for you. Who was next? Paula, did you have something to say? And I see Sue, yeah. did you have something to say too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go Paula, then Sue. Go for it. Yeah. So I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I think I, I got this. So I guess I need a, a little bit of encouragement or yes, I'm headed on the right path in this instance. Uh, I'm a water person not only a swimmer, springboard diver, just everything's with water. God speaks to me with water. So when I do engage uh, in the garden of my heart, I, I wanted to tell you I'm really excited because there was a path that I always take to the left and a lamb meets me and we go around to a pool, which I dive into. This time a lion met me on the other side and we proceeded, which was totally <laughs> new. But here, here's my sort of question. When Now, there's other things around this path, but when we dive into this pool, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit, but I always go under the water, and I swim. I recently had a dream where I was going to surface, 
and a military person with a gun pointing at me, never happened before, under the water said that I was not to surface to get air, but I was to dive deeper. So I dove down under the water to my mountain when you were helping us engage. And it's basically a cliff that I have been taken to a couple other times, but I've never been able to go further. One time I was told to dive in and I did a front one and a half of the full twist and it was like the movie just rewound itself backward and I was standing on the cliff again. Then I was told to practice. Well, today, that is where I met the seven spirits of the Lord as you were helping us. And I have a feeling it's a portal to another dimension, but the mountain is under the water. That and I'm is like, awesome. <laughs> I, I'm just... I'm, That's I'm all I have way. to say about I, that. I, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> what do you mean? You're already doing something with it. Go with it. <laughs> You don't know what to do with it. You're doing a front half and a double. I don't even know what she said, but it sounded like the Olympics anyway, to me. By the way, Paula, Rafa Kadesh is a better diver than we are. Just Kathy said, Rook Adonai is a better diver. Listen, Paula, but, it's amazing. My, mountain, Go with my it. mountain is always under the water. That's it's probably, down, that's fine. not up. How do you know it's down, not up? That's right. I don't know. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I'm not even going to the teaching about the upper waters, the lower waters. I'm not going there tonight. Anyways, <laughs> the upper lower waters water. have the, yep, I'm not going to that teaching. Actually, Uncle Ian has got a great teaching on that, Ian Clayton. But what are the upper waters and lower waters there? So okay. your mountain could be in the upper waters or the lower waters. It, it's your mountain is where your mountain is. Actually, dive down and stand on your mountain and have a conversation with Yahweh about it. Where is the, if it's in the upper waters or lower waters, it doesn't, it's phenomenal. I just think that's so amazing. Can I be like you when I grow up, Paula? <laughs> I, 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 I haven't grown up yet. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go. I don't want to grow up. Yeah, yeah. I, I love so. it. I love it. Paula, well, keep going thank with you that. For, thank you for the encouragement. It, it just is a little... It's amazing. Different. No, it's great. It's great. Sue. Hi, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, just want to say, just want to say again, Nina, thanks for tonight. It's been amazing so far. <laughs> Do you get my question? Um, yeah. We've talked a lot, obviously, about, about seats and sitting here and sitting, you know, on, on the mountain and, and these last um week really i suppose I've, I've been able to see an awful lot more um and that that does seem to be developing but the question i want to ask you might say to me go and have a mountain conversation but um i've tried that and i i'm it's, i'm just a bit confused the last time i was i was at something with ian clay uncle ian as you call him yes um i walked into the room uh, and i was quite early for the meeting and he came over with a big smile on his face and looked me straight in the eyes and said don't take your chair with you <sighs> yeah, so I'm, I'm still struggling with what, I mean, I can guess, but I don't really want to guess particularly what it might be, but I haven't had it, haven't got any further than that. What Unless it's to do with old stuff, that's the only thing I can think of, mm. you know? What I, I don't would know. do is, is contemplate on what the function of a chair is. Okay. What is the function of a chair? 
Yeah. And, and be introspective. I like that idea about looking at what, where the journey is you came from, where the journey is you're going to, to get him, to get a sense of what, when he said that to you, where were you, where were you spiritually then? Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then think, does that make sense? And then think about what the function of a chair is and, this yes. is how I do stuff. When I don't really quite understand stuff, I've just, I've, I've become really introspective and I just think, I just really, you know, and Ruach HaKadosh will lead you in your, in your thought process, meditate upon it, upon the words. And I believe you'll get the, what he's, what he's saying to you. You'll get the, you'll get the mystery in that. Yes. Okay. 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 Give that. A, yeah. No, it was only that I thought, he didn't say that for nothing. I've been taking. Of it course, seriously. he did. But <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, that's that's helpful. I mean, I, I kind of suppose that's the road I'm I'm going on. But right, um, you know, I tend to be a bit of a yeah. I mean, function my Think function that form. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm not much of a scientist. I want to analyze everything. Right. That, that's my background. Right. So that's not function. So I, I tell that a lot to people who are too much in their heads and they think of, yeah. they think too much yeah. like that. Um, think function and you, yeah. the, the mystery will begin to reveal yeah. itself. Carol, did you have a question? Thanks very much. Yeah. Yes. Carol, did okay. you have a question? Brown? Yes. And Audrey, you have yes. one too? Hi. Yes. Okay. Carol, then Audrey. Oh, and then Ruth. Carol. Hi, Nina. Thank you so much for this teaching. I'm so blessed by it. I have to tell you that. Thank you. Um, so I, I have a question and, a, and a, like, I guess a little um, point I wanted to, to kind of get across. Mm-hmm. So the question is, I've always been um, someone who feels a lot more than I see. It's like I'm a, a feeler. Like I always feel the Holy Spirit. I would feel like the, the love of Yahweh. I would, you know, feel it more. So mm-hmm. I've been learning a lot. I'm very new to this process mm-hmm. and I've been learning a lot in terms of seeing. Mm-hmm. And when you explained it tonight about seeing from the inside out, I actually had an experience after, you know, your class and I did the first session and I went, you know, got up in the morning and I was laying on my couch and I was just engaging and I started, I couldn't explain it any other way, but what she said it was like, I started to see from the inside out Ooh. and it was amazing. So I just want to thank you for that. And so the question I wanted to ask is how do, how does that, feeling like that way because when I get to that place of being like in really deep worship and I really start to feel the spirit of God and I it flows like I start to move and I you know I do mm-hmm. different things with it and it's but it's most mostly you know a feeling mm-hmm. not as much seeing yeah. so how does that how does that fit in with all of this that's what I'm trying to, to understand if that was a different level was at the beginning stages is that something that's it's a, a part of the growth now to start seeing so that's oh, kind of where I wanted to, what uh, I wanted to ask. How does what you were doing before match with your new way of seeing yes. now? Is that what your question is? Yes. Yes. How does I, that, does that all collide or? Yeah. Just grow with it. Like you're, you're discovering yeah. who you are and how you're engaging with the realm, the kingdom realm. So just go with it. You more and more, it'll be revealed to you. Um, I want to encourage folks. Don't, 
So I know sometimes we, we want to figure things out sometimes and we have to know why things happen. Many a times it will come to you as you engage more in the process of it. So continue to see from the inside out, continue to worship and praise, mm -hmm. and it will it'll all work itself out. Okay. Okay? It'll all work itself out. Okay. I'm going to go to Audrey, and then Ruth will be all our right, last you. one. You bet. Audrey. Okay. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so my question is, I know that the, my mountain is the place where I'm developing intimacy with the Lord. Is it also the place eventually where i will govern and and um rule over myself my family my work you know my community and so on and so forth yes that's what the mountain is your you develop intimacy in the garden of your heart you develop intimacy at the throne of grace you can also develop intimacy in your mountain but when you sit on your mountain your seat you're ruling and reigning you're governing all right. So as I teach, and Mary wanted me to add this in, I want to make this clear that I know folks are like, well, these are heavenly courts trainings, but yet we're working so much on ourselves. And how do we grow in our spiritual maturity? Because that's what the courts are all about. The courts are not a tool. Well, no one's getting into the higher courts anyways, and they're not going to be able to access the higher courts as a tool. But the mobile court is not a tool to take out of your tool belt to use and then put away and go about your life. I, I really want to stress that. The mobile cord is the beginning cord and a way that will introduce you to grow into the upper courts. It will help you deal with your own junk and it will help you get to the place that Yahweh can trust you in the upper courts to govern and rule over larger spheres of influence but everything is out of the heart of Yahweh. The mobile court, the upper courts, everything you do. So intimacy and engagement is out of the heart of Yahweh. So this journey that you're on, this journey of sonship, includes the courts, but the courts are not all that there is. The courts are just a way for you to learn how to govern and then move to higher levels of authority as you then engage in the celestial realms or whatever Yahweh has for you. Hope I explained that right, Mary. Let me know. Okay, I'm sure she'll let me know afterwards. Ruth, go ahead, sweetie. Hi, hi, Nina. How are you? Hello, good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, I have a very personal question, um, but uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, these stories don't go out from here. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then that's something, because I do, I um, upload these audios, I upload the audio on my, on our podcast. So do okay. you want to... Maybe send me a personal message mm. or do you want people to okay, learn? Okay, never mind. I'll, I'll just do it. Maybe some of you all can just learn from what okay. I've experienced. Yeah. Okay, yes. But uh, make it as a testimony. I, I, I haven't got any result yet, but I have a question to you, uh, yes. Nina. Well, my brother called me last night. His wife has called him. Uh, asked for a divorce 
So what I did was, um, you know, God don't never wants us, you know, to get a divorce. You know, divorce is out of the picture. You see, so I went in to the courtroom and I, and I asked Daddy God, you know, what do you, what is this? What's going on? You know, so. Yahweh was telling me that, you know, you should have prayed about it because I knew they were having problem. And he was telling me that you should have prayed about it. Wow. You know, you should have sat and, um, uh, you know, brood on the marriage and release and seal this marriage, the covenant, because I knew that this was going somewhere. But I took it lightly and... Um, Mm. I wanted to, I, I wanted to do it, but um, mm. I just just didn't take it so seriously because there were many things that you know that Daddy God was telling tells me, and I will do it later on or maybe next week, stuff like that, and I get it done. But this one, just I just didn't do it. You know, I was I was feeling so guilty. So when I faced Daddy God and He tells me, I told you to pray, and and you did not do it. And now it is in this situation, and um, and I was so broken last night. And I told God, and I went into the courtroom, and He said, "Then now go in and do it," you know. So I went in to the courtroom, and I told, uh, and I did what I need to do. I decreed, I declared, I seal, I claim the blood of Jesus Yahweh, and I sealed this covenant and all that. And I called my brother. And I told him, I'm sorry I didn't pray with you uh, how I should be. Uh, you know, I was supposed to be praying with you, but I did not do it. I, will, I apologized. And sorry, it's so hard. It's still very fresh. And I told him, you know, this is not what God wants, you know. I know that you don't want to do this divorce to go through. You don't want her to go for this divorce, but this is what she wants and her family wants. And, and I know it's difficult, but I'm going in. I'll be going in from today onwards and I will fight to the very end. But the thing is, my, my question is, Nina, my brother is giving up hope. She's like, she, he told me that uh, even if you're going to pray for it to come out, for me to come out of it, if she's not going to change, what's the point of us getting, still getting married? You know, so my question is, if I'm going in to pray for this marriage, for them to be together again, and my brother don't want it anymore, he's tired, he's fed up, you know, um, how, how am I going to, like, you know, I'm <laughs> seeing God to, to this morning and God's like, you know. You know, that is a, that's a tough lesson to learn. Um, it is. The very, very tough lesson to learn. And I, I do believe that folks on here will understand, will, will learn from that. And that when Yahweh places it upon your heart, a burden upon your heart to it to to intercede the the new way, which is to hold them. I just explained that to Rachel to hold them in your heart and to brood over them and to to intercede. It is so that 
the light of Yahweh can shine through you to their hearts so that revelation, hope, uh, faith will build in them. That'll give them the ability to make the right choices. Ruth, my, my personal opinion would be, and I don't know if too late is too late, but you, my personal opinion, this is my personal opinion, you, you cannot dress, address it in the mobile court unless you have folks who are willing, unless they're willing. So, I mean, I yeah, would he's not willing. He's, yeah, I, I would not address it in the mobile court, right. So this is one of those conversations that I would take to the throne of grace in your intimate time in the garden with Yahweh and have a conversation about him. And just say, you know, when I get to stuff like that, I'm just like, Yahweh, look, I'm sorry. Is there anything now that I can do? Is there any hope? Do you want me to just rest on this? Is there, like, have a heart-to-heart conversation with him about it. And here, put your, put your, do your best to just put your emotions aside so that you can just hear, Yahweh, give me your perspective in this situation. And that is what I will sit on. And honestly, Ruth, you, you went to the court, you admitted and repented for not, that would be something to admit and repent for not moving at the time Yahweh asked you to, for not being obedient. That's really what that is. But I don't want you to feel that guilt. And I also don't want you to bear the divorce because that's not something ultimately even though Yahweh told you to intercede, you are not them. It's not, they are adults and they're making their own decision. And so I don't want you to take that upon yourself. Yeah. Did what you had to do. You own up to it. This is a lesson for all of you all. When we are disobedient, which hello, I have been, uh, I'm sure Mary can raise her hand and tell you she's been, and I'm sure Ruthie can raise her hand. Who has not been disobedient on this line? For real. Who has been disobedient? Raise your hand. I'm, everybody should. I'm sure all of us have been. Okay? So. Yeah. We all have. We all mm-hmm. have. Everybody saying we all have been disobedient. Guilty. Guilty. Yes, I'm guilty too. Yes. And if we have it, then we're not telling the truth. Right. <laughs> and Ruth, consequences have happened from our disobedience. It's not just that we've been on disobedient. Consequences have happened. Yeah. So what we do is we admit and repent and we wipe ourselves off and we say, Yahweh wants you and all of us to learn a lesson from this. So you uh, turn, turn your back upon that sin of disobedience, have that divorce degree and say, you know what, Yahweh, from now on, when you tell me to do something, I will be obedient. That's what you learned from that circumstance. I will be obedient. I love you. I will be obedient. And what this should do is actually draw you closer to him. Because in our disobedience and in the grace that he has for us, he has his arms open to you saying, I love you. Come, let me give you a hug. (laughs) I love you. I forgive you. Learn from this and mature. And that's what you'll do to this process. And I don't think anything stops you from holding them in your heart now 
as they're going through the process. And you never know what it will end up. Maybe it'll be they get a divorce and then, you know what? Later down the road, they learn they made a mistake and they reconcile. You don't know yeah. the future, but... Today is, today is the uh, second year of anniversary, wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. So hold them in their heart. Wipe the dust off. <laughs> You fell in it, you fell in it. Wipe the dust off your feet, off your knees, <laughs> off your face and say, okay, Yahweh, today is a new day. Yahweh wants you to learn from your mistake. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to waddle in it or have it have it be such a a burden upon you that it that that it that it uh, prevents you from deeper intimacy with him. So let it draw you into a deeper intimacy. Okay? Yes. That's, that's, Thank that's, you so much, Nina. I want to encourage you. So I you hold them. That. I still hold them in my heart. Yes. Yep. Hold them in your heart. Brood over them. Take them to the stone of grace. You don't have to say much. Just be. Be there and hold them. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to say anything. Just be there and hold it. Or if you do, I would suggest, this is just my personal opinion, do that for a while until you feel the healing that took place between you. Because when the disobedience takes place, there seems like there's just this, ah, between you and Yahweh. Okay, I got to get, we got to, we got to connect. We got to reconnect again. There's just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just spend time getting to know him and falling deeper in love with him. And then when a time presents itself in the future, maybe have a conversation again about the situation um, and walk, work through that and just move on. Okay? Yeah. All right. That is the it. That's a perfect way to end. Great. Love you all. Shabbat Shalom. I will upload this on the uh, Shabbat Shalom. That's Happy Sabbath. Sorry, that's a people's <laughs> Shalom, this is Monday. Actually, shalom. every day, every shalom. day, I should say Shabbat Shalom, shalom. every day. Every day is Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.